listeners, welcome to the Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and this week as part of our Halloween uh, movies that take place on Halloween night, we'll be reviewing the 2016 horror film Terrifier, which is directed by Damien Leone and stars David Howard Thornton, Jenna Kennel, and Catherine Corcoran. Um... Brian, you found this one on a Halloween list, right? You know what? I actually didn't find it on that list, but I somehow some stumbled upon the fact that Terrifier took place on Halloween. Oh, interesting. Even though I'm always trying really hard to not learn anything about a movie. <laughs> yeah, especially a new movie. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, uh, I mean, good call. It definitely takes place on Halloween. Um, and I, I think it just kind of came out on Netflix. I, I, I mean, I, how long has it been on there for? I, I, I didn't remember seeing it until you brought it up. I think it pretty recently dropped on a Netflix. Yeah. yeah, you must be right. This one uh, didn't have a theater release, did it? No, it did not. Yeah, straight to straight to streaming or uh, DVD or whatever. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. It, all, I, all I saw was limited 2018 release. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it was came out in 2016. It did some circuits, probably uh, hit a few theaters up, and then um, came out in 2018. And uh, oh, go ahead. This is really weird. I saw that it it premiered at the Telluride Horror Show Film Festival in 2016, and then it was later screened at the Horror Channel Fright Fest on October 28, 2017. Uh huh. And I think in between those two things, they actually added extra scenes to the movie. Oh, really? Like they went back and filmed more. Wow. You can do that? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's really cool. That kind of takes like the whole agile development, like a lean startup mode. Like we'll screen it, we'll get some feedback, then we'll like add to it. And the movie like constantly keeps like getting developed. That's kind of an interesting approach. And here we get a peek into Ashwin's professional life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that uh, you know, Scrum development and Agile, you, you know, all that stuff, right? Uh, some of it. I actually don't know any of it. I just I read a blog here and there. This was uh, done by a website called Dread Central, right? It's like a horror podcast or a horror website. Yeah, from what I can tell. And and I think they were going under. But they just partnered with Epic in like the last year or so, and and this is like part of like some movies they're doing. So they kind of got built out, and now are starting to put movies out. Yeah, and I think one of the main dudes at Dread Central saw this movie and was like, "Hey, we have to, we have to work with you to distribute this because he loved the movie." Oh, okay. And a lot of other more mainstream distributors distributors weren't really willing to to bite on this because it was so intense, yeah, and violent. Yeah, no, that, 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 that that seems fair, and and this was uh, originally from uh, an anthology called All Hallows Eve, which I'm wondering why that didn't come up in your search for movies for, uh, that put, that take place on Halloween. Yeah, probably because it wasn't very good, I would guess. Yeah, <laughs> that seems fair. But I don't know, maybe I, I've never seen that. I had never heard of it until yeah, now. Yeah, I never heard of it either. But probably you're probably right. Probably not a good one. Uh, so, so this film's about uh, a killer clown, basically, like out, out of all you know tropes that you could do. It's a it's a killer clown that just kind of goes nuts, uh, and, and the whole movie's uh, him attacking different people uh, in in a in a building. Um, Brian, I mean, like this kind of felt straight up '80s slasher filmish. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, it really did, and I think that's what they were trying to do too, like to honor the '80s slasher while 
while not sticking to they didn't just do a straight up I don't know I feel like nowadays you could see an 80s slasher that was like tried to pretend it was in the 80s or really tried yeah to go out of its way to bow to those other movies but this one it was pretty not original but it kind of made itself its own thing while still being clear about what it wanted to be yeah you're right it it wanted to be like an 80s slasher but it didn't uh it wasn't like a a slave to the tropes and to the right yeah to the paint by numbers of those old slashers yeah it broke some rules exactly yeah yeah that's that's a really good point i mean it wasn't like a straight ripoff or like a direct carbon copy of like something from the 80s there there was like something original about it but in in a way it played like a great tribute to the 80s films Uh, it was was a good balance of that Uh, yeah i don't know if you noticed at the end of the credits it said in memory of wes craven toby hooper and george romero oh now wait what's, what's the first name before george romero uh, Toby Hooper, he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and oh. um, Poltergeist, oh. among others. He didn't mention John Carpenter? No, I think it was just because John Carpenter is still alive. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Wait, John Carpenter's still alive? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. I think he went on tour recently. Yeah. Um. Are you- yeah, he just, I mean, duh, he just did the new Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, he he's still not directed that? I think he did. You know what? I sh- I should know that. I again in my thing where I don't do any. I try to avoid any <laughs> info on new movies. I know he did the soundtrack. He did like an updated oh awesome score to it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he's back in the director's seat too. That's awesome. He may or may not be. All right. I hope he is. Uh, Embarrassed to say I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Where it's okay not to know those things, or who John mm-hmm. Carpenter is. These are all these are all okay things. <laughs> Um, do you like, uh, slasher films? Like, is that a genre that you've sought out and have appreciated? You know, I kind of realized in our Friday the 13th episode that I don't really like them that much. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that I blanket don't like them, but they will never be like my favorite movie. Like mm-hmm. my favorite horror movies are almost never slashers. Yeah. But I, you know, I agree with you Friday the 13th. I think we both felt that way, but I remember us both, uh, liking Halloween, which is a straight up slasher. Yeah, I really, yeah, I do really like Halloween. I think that it's just, as much as I like it, it's never going to be a favorite, Mm -hmm. just because of the genre. Yeah, right. And I like Nightmare on Elm Street a lot, too. Uh, Yeah, I like that one, too. Yeah, that that one's a lot of fun. I I, I do feel like Friday the 13th is, like, the weak, out of of that, the the weak link. I feel like that's the weakest of the three, yeah. Yeah. Um. And it, it, I don't know, part of it, I think, has to do with the balance between, like, slashing and suspense um, and, and the characters. Uh, yeah, Friday the 13th just felt like all slash, like, no real build-ups, uh, whereas Halloween, I think, had more of the build-up and the stalking, um, which this movie actually yeah. didn't have much of, right? You know, I there's a lot of mixed reviews on that. I actually thought it was pretty suspenseful, but it yeah. seems like a lot of people don't think so. No, I, actually, I feel like each kill was, like, pretty built up and, like, suspenseful. Uh, but yeah. I, I think where people are hammering this film is on like the lack of character development where it's a slasher film and look what you're comparing it against and when, when have these ever been known as uh, character studies yeah yeah and I think and th- we kind of complained about that with Friday the 13th but yeah I think this movie even did a slightly better job of that I agree like, yeah 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 right I, yeah I actually felt like the, the, these were like people I could uh, identify with or relate to or yeah. feel like I know um, 
what other genres like clown films right yeah killer clowns is definitely a subgenre. Mm-hmm. did you feel this ever kind of ventured into torture porn yeah i got that written all over my notes man this <laughs> this is was this was like one of the grossest movies i've seen in a long time yeah i mean i think that if you can i do think you can be desensitized to violence in movies mm-hmm. to a certain extent mm-hmm. but like if this was making me cringe and like making me want to turn it off then it's pretty violent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There's also something about, like, just the spirit of the violence, or, like, like this was a menacing movie and yeah. kind of, like, mean-spirited almost. Yep. So, like, and we have to watch this movie at some point because I always mention it, and I don't think you've ever seen it, but Dead Alive mm-hmm. from Peter Jackson is a very violent movie mm-hmm. and super gory, but it's so jokey sure. that it's not. It It's, like, just silly. Yeah. But this is like just gruesome and dark. Yeah, dark, senseless, like unpredictable. Uh yeah. just like no boundaries at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that was that was, that was pretty hard to watch. And the it got to a point where like towards towards like the end I like I I couldn't watch like those scenes anywhere. It, it was so hard to watch, man. Was, and I think that was a big part to their credit. That was a big part of why it was so suspenseful for me. Cause I was like, something else is going to happen that I'm not really going to want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah. Like normally a lot of times once a few like big kills happen, it's like, okay, well it's just going to keep happening. But I'm like, Oh God, what's he going to do now? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, that's, that's what would keep you in suspense. Like what's the grossest thing that's going to happen now? Um, which yeah, I'll, I'll be. Uh, I'm excited to hear what you thought was like the the highlight of the the, the kills and the grossness. Uh, I mean, there's one that stands out. That's for sure. Oh, okay, I was, I'm glad. The one that was that stands upside down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, yeah. So so definitely. I, yeah. I would, I would agree. Torture porn for sure. Um, yeah. Because if this isn't that, I don't know what it is. Uh, what do you think comes close to it? Like Saw or Cabin Fever, Hostel or something? Yeah, you know, I I think of like the Eli Roth like hostels and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I've never actually seen those just because I I don't like that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw Saw, but I Hostel, I was just like, no, I'm not gonna do any more of those. Yeah, right. This isn't fun at all. Uh, did did uh, did the grossness of this kill the fun of it for you? Um, to an extent, it did. Yeah. 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 I definitely had. Yeah, it was hard to hard to like a movie like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it kind of uh, you know like if if you liked other elements of it, I think the the grossness of it kind of became the the highlight after a while. It was kind of tough to appreciate some of the other parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah and actually, you know, as we move forward, it might even be worth warning some of our like listeners that are a bit more casual horror fans or just. <laughs> <laughs> they like hearing about them, but they yeah. are too afraid to watch them. This will probably get pretty graphic, even just in our description of the things that uh, happen. man, I hope not. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> There's no like other way to talk about this movie. Not, yeah, not I mean, it, I, it probably won't be too bad, but yeah, just to say what happens is pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, I'm gonna make you describe those parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I can. You can just tag me in. <laughs> Good deal. Um, so th- this, uh, this director, it doesn't sound like he's done much besides like doing the short version of this in an anthology before. And, and this is kind of his full feature film I'm imagining. 
I think so. Well, I mean, the anthology was a feature-length film. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and he did the I whole... Think. But then there was a short film in 2011 that was called Terrifier. Oh, that's how it went. Both, both the 2011 short film called Terrifier and the 2013 All Hallows' Eve anthology feature-length film mm-hmm. featured Art the Clown. Yeah. The antagonist of this movie. Yeah. That's a funny name, Art the Clown. And, and there's no like explanation, it sounds like, around him at all. Like, why he's named that, why he does what he does, or who he is. Yeah, no backstory at all. Yeah. Ooh, going back to a genre, would you put this in the supernatural category at all? Oh, yeah, sure. That's... I almost think that slasher means supernatural to an extent as well, just because a lot of the 80s slashers that that namesake really came from involves a, a killer who's like immortal almost yeah so yep that's the supernaturalness there i was thinking about that like the, in the 80s you're right like uh michael myers frank Krueger, uh jason they're all supernatural and, and it's like impossible to kill them and then the 90s slashes though you have like the the screams and i know what you did last summer which are like actual people and, and maybe that's like what killed the whole slasher genre and made it huh. less interesting because after that like i feel like slasher films kind of went away yeah i think that the slasher film just got so overdone in the 80s that people got sick of it. Mm, yeah. And then the late and then like it's good if you can spoof it like scream uh, or like add some sort of new twist to it. But um Yeah. Yeah. Hush was a decent slasher. Uh oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you're right. That that was kind of a slasher. I mean, they still really aren't they aren't making many slashers now. No. Even in this like horror resurgence that we're in. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That that one hasn't really come up uh, as a big one. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say like in the last few years, like the Strangers. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that was a long time ago. But maybe even like Your Next and and Hush. Like those those are pretty good slasher films. Yeah, yeah, and they I think all those have a little something extra, like a little bit something more creative. Yeah, right. Than no, just the like here's an immortal like that kind of spoils the ending in this movie. It's not obvious that that art is like immortal or has any supernatural abilities but right. it's just like here's this one menacing bad guy who you can't seem to kill yeah yeah, yeah I like that theme that's pretty good hey would you and I think a lot of people really like this movie because it's like finally here's like a new one yeah. in this genre that I love and it's original yeah and this guy could be the face of a franchise right yeah it did feel like a return Which, to form yeah, yeah, and I could totally see that happening. I mean, there there is a lot about this movie to um, commend, mm-hmm. even though I don't personally love it. Just it's just more that I don't like this type of movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm there with you, man. I'm I'm not crazy about these types of movies, but uh, and I, we'll get into a review in a bit. But uh, I I don't know. It's, it's kind of cool to see it all kind of come back together and someone trying to revive this whole area of slasher films. That's, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, and kind of like a low budget effort too that that kind of broke through to the mainstream. Yeah, um, did you recognize any of the cast here? I could have sworn I recognized um, Tara, yeah, Jenna Cannell, but I didn't. There was nothing on her uh, filmography that rang any bells to me. Yeah, she's only got like uh, one or two thousand Instagram followers, which is pretty low out of the actresses in the movies we've watched so far. So. <laughs> You're blowing up Instagram, right? I know, man. I'm just trying to reach out, you know, trying to make some connections. <laughs> um, she's also, that actress is a director on some movies, and uh, she's credited with stunts in this movie and in some other movies. Wow. Jenna Canella or whatever? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I thought she looked exactly like Nev Campbell. Did she remind you of her at all? She very much had a Nev Campbell vibe. Was that her Halloween costume? Was she supposed to be Nev Campbell for Halloween? Was that going to tell what her Halloween costume was? <laughs> I think she just had like a skeleton shirt on. Oh, lame. Yeah. 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 Um, and David Howard Thornton, who plays Art, has a history in clown and being clowns. He was Joker in a 2011 YouTube series. Oh, cool. the Joker from the Batman series? Yeah, yeah. The YouTube series was a Nightwing escalation. Oh, okay. About the DC superhero Nightwing. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, does he actually have like a, that, is that his real nose? No, he's a pretty normal looking guy. Oh, okay. Um, I think he had to sit through like four hours of makeup for, for Art the Clown. Okay. Yeah, they had some good yeah. makeup on him. Have you ever heard some like, I feel like there was a wave of news articles in the past few years. I think it was right around the time that the fourth season of American Horror Story came out. Uh-huh. That like the clowning community is pretty upset that they're always depicted as like an antagonist <laughs> in a horror movie. I didn't know the clowning community even had a community. That's that's how. They, yeah, I mean, like it's a job. Yeah, I guess they're unionized. It's an old job. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Damn. Yeah, I never thought about that. They they probably they they probably feel pretty discriminated against as an industry. Yeah, it's definitely a dying industry, or at least waning. Yeah. Um. In fact, near Akron, there was an Ohio College of Clowning Arts School uh-huh. that I think is no longer in existence as of the past few years. Oh, man. The economy, man. Yeah. Uh, why don't people hire clowns for parties anymore? It's no joke. <laughs> um, it's the laughing matter. I, I mean, I think that it's, gosh, I don't know. I'm sure there's like some great essay online that you could read all about it, but clowns are kind of depicted more in horror movies than, <laughs> than, than any other media now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of clowns, I, did you ever see the SNL where Lucy K is a clown and he shows up uh, to a birthday party and it's like for a grown man and there's like no one else coming to the party and it's just him. <laughs> he just wants to entertain that guy. And that guy just you know, hired a clown for himself for his birthday. <laughs> no, I have to look that up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh but yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Clowns kind of took on a creepy thing. Did you see it, the the movie? I did. Did Did you think that was uh, which clown do you think was scarier, it it or Art the Clown? Mm, I think Art the Clown. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely scared during this movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. But it was scary too. Yeah, it's weird being in a horror club. I feel like this is a rare, one of those rare moments where one of the movies are actually scary. It's been a while. I was scared of this movie from the get-go. Like, the cover of the movie is scary. It's like walking by it in the movie store. You rented it? Uh, This one I did watch on Netflix, but I have been seeing it in the new releases section of my local DVD rental store for the past few months. And And what's on the cover? Is it like the Art the Clown? Yeah, it's just Art close up on his face. Yeah, did a great job with him. He looked really scary. Yeah, you know the director did the special effects. Oh, really? Well, yeah. the special effects, they're, they're all practical effects, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his makeup does look great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool effects in this movie. Um, this is one of those covers, and I think we talked a little bit about this in the Night of the Demons episode. Like, if I was a kid, I would, like, walk through the horror section just to, like, go see this cover. Oh. Get scared and, like, <laughs> scuttle away. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, awesome. Glad there's still covers out there that have that effect. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cool. Anything else uh, about the movie before we dive into the plot and our review? No, let's dive in. All right. Well, uh, give me a minute. I, I got to take a quick break here and put my uh, Cabbage Patch uh, baby to sleep. She's looking kind of tired. So I'll, I'll be right <laughs> okay, back. Good luck. All right. All right, Brian. You ready? How'd everything go with your, with your baby? You know, I I can't find her, but all of a sudden there's all this like shit and piss in the in the in the, in the bathroom, and, and a lot of <laughs> blood blood on the wall. So I'm, I'm assuming she just got you know kind of crazy. She got, has these fits sometimes. Was the little doll in this movie named Emily? Uh, did the doll have a name? Yeah, they mentioned it a few times. I couldn't I could never pick up on it. Oh. That was such but a... There's yeah. actually a doll in our house named Emily. Wow, did that creep you out? No, I didn't even connect the dots until now. In general, this doll in our house kind of creeps me out. <laughs> That's why you have it there? <laughs> well, uh, cool. Let's, uh, let's, let's jump into the plot here. So, uh, this movie kicks off uh, super 80s, like there's music, and actually the first scene is like you're looking at this old school TV with an antenna and everything, and it's a broadcast of a, of a news program going on where this journalist is interviewing a survivor from a massacre that happened a year before, and uh, you see the survivor's face, and it's like this really disfigured woman, like she's like missing an eye, and kind of looks like a skeleton meets a face, right? <laughs> yeah. A skeleton meets a face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you notice that TV, so th- when you first see that old school TV, it's kind of just static. It kind of looks like our logo, the one oh, that appears yeah. on our website and social media pages. You're right. I did think it looked familiar. You're right. It's a nice throwback. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, yeah. so, anyway, go on. Yeah. So so she's doing this interview with this girl, uh, just asking, oh my God, you survived, and there's some uh, there's some confusion where people or there's some ongoing conspiracy that the clown isn't actually dead and this girl who's a survivor who's like disfigured is like no I saw him die and all this and um, so then the the broadcast ends and the the newscaster or the newswoman goes into the the, the dressing room to to change and we're like five minutes in the movie at this point and she gets attacked she's on the phone and then uh, all of a sudden she gets attacked by the the the, the disfigured faced woman who like gouges her eyes out like within like five minutes of this movie starting. Yeah. Well, she's talking on the phone to somebody who's like, she's explaining like, God, that woman was so creepy. Like if I ever look like that, put me out of my misery. Yeah. You think, you think that's why she did it then? No idea. This, we'll come back to this later, but this part of the movie makes, makes very little sense to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> my theory was that that was why she did it. But she, why the hell was she in the dressing room to even hear that? I know. Yeah, was she just like hiding there to see what, what this woman would say behind her back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then, then we jump to these two girls uh, who kind of become the main characters uh, for a amount of time. Uh, T- Tara and Don, and it's Halloween nights. They were walking back to the car. Uh, Dawn's like pretty drunk. She's like kind of, she's kind of like a ditzy, uh, you know, um, uh, like kind of like a fun dr- drunk, I guess, right? 
like not not very yeah doesn't have it, whereas like Tara is like this uh you know she's like she's obviously more sober and like a little more critical of her friend Don who's like you know drank too much but whatever uh so, Don's kind of an idiot yeah Don's kind of an idiot right so they, they get to the car to drive back but um Don's too drunk so they're like all right we'll go grab some pizza they go to a pizza store oh but before they go to the pizza store while they hang out by the car she sees like this clown uh watching them from like the shadows and at this point, we know about the clown because in the news uh, broadcast, uh, the newscaster had said like this clown had terrorized and, and killed people uh, a year ago. So I think you know people connect the dots like, oh shoot, that's the same clown, right? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, and like they say that the woman with the skeleton meets face is the sole survivor of the massacre from this clown yeah. a year ago. Yep. Yeah, so now now we see that clown like watching them from the shadows. Uh, Tara sees him and Don sees him, and uh, you know Don kind of laughs it off. Tara's like kind of confused. They go and grab a slice of pizza, um, and then the clown comes in there, and like Tara's like scared of him, like watch keeping an eye on him the whole time. Uh, Don's just like you know doesn't care. She's like taking selfies with him, and and the clown's like being just really creepy as 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 hell. I mean he's like. He's like making these weird faces at Don or at, at, at both of them. And um, I don't know, like kind of being goofy and stuff, but like in a very scary and menacing way. Yeah, he's very much like a, acting like a mime. Yeah. Yeah, like a, like a miming clown. Yeah, with like a bloody grin. And it is. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, anybody who, who doesn't plan to watch this movie should at least look up Terrifier images and just see this dude's face. Yeah, that actually be a really good Halloween costume this year. Uh might be popular by then. Uh, if you got four hours. Yeah. <laughs> to put you that together. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, don't shoot. Um, and and all, all he's got with him is like this big uh, black bag. He's not like talking to, not saying any words. The, the pizza guy's coming in, like asking him what he wants and he's not responding. And then at some point he like puts, he gets a ring out of like one of those uh, 25 cent machines that you get those little gifts out of and puts it on Tara's finger. And she's like really weirded out. Uh, he goes to the bathroom um, and the next thing you see is like he gets kicked out and like thrown out of the 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 pizza place uh, because supposedly he's made some big mess back there. So uh, Tara and Don finish their pizza uh, and they head out. They they go back to their car and their tire is flat. So uh, Tara is like, uh, "Shoot, we got to call my sister." Uh, so they they hang out in the car and they, well, she calls her sister to come pick them up. Um, and and where was Uber in this? Did did you ever wonder that? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, I guess in keeping with the trend in 80s slashers, there's a lot of moments where you're like screaming at the TV. Oh yeah. Like don't go in there type stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just call 911. Like, you know, the dude slashed your tires. I know. Like you yeah. just saw a clown, you know, he knows what your car is and you come back to your car and the tires slash. Ex- like, exactly. Yeah. Call 911 now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Get an Uber out of there. Yeah, which apparently I didn't seem like anyone knew about Uber at this during the filming of this movie. Um, but yeah, while they're waiting in the car, uh, the you, you see the it goes back to the pizza shop, and one guy's like cleaning up the bathroom, which like is covered in like piss and shit and like blood, and um, and he and Art wrote his name on the wall and and shit. Oh wow! Hey, you think that was? I don't think there was even any blood. I think it was just all poop. Oh really? Damn. So I don't understand this. I feel like this isn't the first like story or media I've seen about a like psychopath who randomly shits places or smears shit. <laughs> like 
did these dudes just like shit on cue or was he like hey i'm in this pizza place like creeping this woman out and you know what i happen to have to take <laughs> as well so might as well drop it here and, and yeah. do some art class yeah I, I don't know man that's that's a power that's it to be able to do that that's it's pretty amazing uh i used to ask a question uh-huh i I don't know if this is worthy of this podcast, but would you rather have the ability to fart out of someone else's butt or sweat out of someone else's body? Wait, fart, fart out of someone else's butt? Yeah, so like if you're walking down the street and you have to fart, you could do it out of like somebody's butt that you see across the way. Uh, for entertainment or for the convenience of it? For the convenience. It'd probably be more like worthwhile if like, let's say you were in a party uh-huh. And like in this crowd and you see someone walking by on the street out the window, yeah. you could fart out of their butt instead of yours so that nobody in the party would smell it. That's interesting. I don't know, man. I feel like pretty possessive about my farts. I'd feel weird like passing that on to someone else and like giving them credit for it. Um, so you'd take this because the sweating one, like if you were in an interview and you were nervous and sweaty, uh, you could make it so that the interviewer started sweating. Instead. Yeah, I'd totally do the sweating one. That's an interesting uh, counter to, to have to, to pooping. Uh, what's your, what's your answer? I think I'd take the sweat too. Yeah. Yeah. Who does want to fart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, then you probably wouldn't get the relief either. I know. I know. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of benefits to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so sweating totally. Uh, so yeah, he's got some superpower, I guess. One of his is where he can go into the bathroom and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, put, put shit all over the place on, on command. Um, so yeah, that's the supernatural part. Yeah. That's the supernatural part we're talking about. <laughs> um, so the one employer is cleaning it up and he goes out or the one employee and he goes out to like complain to his boss and he sees like the boss's head has been like cut off and like turned into like a jack-o'-lantern. This is kind of like the first gory scene that we see in the movie, right? Um, no, I mean in the opening scene when she gouges oh. the woman's eyes out, you see, yeah. Every time they do something horrible to a human body, the camera like lingers on. Yeah, it, I know. We, which is yeah. hard to watch, but it's also like gutsy and like shows confidence in your special effects. Yeah, I know. I f- that we're all practical in this movie, so it's pretty cool. Actually, the, this jack o' lantern head is the only CG in the movie. I think. Oh no, kidding! That was CG. I think so, from what I read. Oh, okay. You know, you're right. I, a lot of movies, I think we just go custom to, like, oh, the, the, the camera's not going to show that. It's going to pull away. Like, we get it. Someone's eyes getting gouged out. It's not actually going to hang out on that. But in, in this one, it actually, like, hangs out there and shows you it. And yeah, yeah. And I think we talked about in the episode on The Monster how, like, so many movies are really dark so that you can't see anything. Yeah. This one, I mean, it was in a dark building, but everything was lit well enough that you could see everything. Yeah. It was... <laughs> Things you didn't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the his, his boss's husband turned into a jack-o'-lantern, and then uh, he gets murdered, and uh, I think, well, like, with the, he gets, like, stabbed by, like, in the head or something. Yeah, in the face multiple times. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. So, and again, you'd like linger on this and you, they linger on it like as it's happening too. So you just like watch this guy's face turn into a bloody pulp. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was rough. Uh, so then, uh, the two girls, um, uh, Tara's got a, you know, they're waiting for her sister to come pick her up. Um, but she's got to pee really bad and someone steps out of a building that they're sitting in front of and, uh, lets her in to, to go use the restroom. And that building is like been shut down because like it's being exterminated for rats. And the guy who lets her in is like this rat exterminator. Uh, I thought he looked really familiar. You didn't recognize him from anywhere. 
I think he just has one of those faces. Yeah, and like that accent that you'd recognize. Yeah, yeah, New Yorker. Yeah, New York accent. Um, so she's she's gone in the building. Uh, meanwhile, like Dawn's outside, and uh, the radio, like the news comes on, which I thought was like kind of a cool throwback, like breaking news alert: uh, murders have happened in this pizza place, and people are on the lookout for a clown. Like, when was the last time you ever heard a breaking news alert like that? Never. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like no one is on appropriate edge based on what they've just heard. Yeah, yeah. And like the fact that people are going missing or that like your tires are slashed. Yeah, but I think at this point Don does like start to put like some things together and she like turns because she thinks like Tara's next to her to tell her like, oh my God, that clown, like, uh, you know, you're right. Like he, maybe he did slash our tires. Maybe he is a murderer, but she turns in, it's the clown and he's in the car and he kills her. Well, he does something to her, right? We don't actually see. Yeah, he, like, so you see someone get in the car or, like, hear the car door open and she assumes it's Tara and then turns and it's the clown and I think we get a scream and then, and then cuts, it cuts to the next scene. Yeah. Cuts to Tara in the basement uh, of this, like, old building that's rat infested. Um, she's, like, wandering around trying to find her way out and she runs into, like, this random lady who has a, a doll that uh, she thinks is her baby and, like, lives in the basement and, like, clearly has, like, lost it and thinks... Tara's like moving into the basement or something. Um, that that was kind of a weird throw in. Did, did did you? What was your take on that? You know, now that the now that the movie is all said and done, I feel like maybe I'm okay with the presence of this woman. But at the time, I was just like, why is this woman here? Like, this makes no sense. Like, yeah, you've already got a slasher movie. You don't need like a crazy lady living in this building. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She also, I think. Don or Tara makes an excuse to like get out of there like oh I've got to go pay the rent yeah she thinks <laughs> and uh she says to her punctuality is the thief of time yeah. dear <laughs> and I was like what that's yeah. what that even mean that was, that was deep <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> I got stuck on that one too <laughs> that's a thinker uh <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. She was, like, really random. Uh, I, I kind of like that they threw her in, though, because it just added, like, another, like, weird dimension. Like, because otherwise this, this movie's, like, pretty, like, one plot forward. And this is just kind of, like, a weird kind of offspring of, of whatever else was going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Tara's still in the basement uh, and finding her way out. And, and I love that, like, and the other thing I liked about, like, that woman is, like, you realize, like, how suspenseful everything is, like, in, in like, this this place, this, like, warehouse that they're in, and, uh, like, it's dark, and, like, they're rats, and she's, like, running into, like, a random, like, woman. I, I just, like, you're kind of, it's keeping you on edge, like, what, what's she gonna run into next? Um, it's just kind of making it unpredictable a little bit. Yeah, it definitely adds tension. Yeah, yep. And then, um, so then, then Tara, like, walks, uh, upstairs, and, she walks upstairs and, and she runs into the the clown. He's in the building now, and he's like there making a weird face at her. And then he like just bolts for her, and she like runs back in. And there's a, a cool chase scene where like she's hiding like behind cars, and he's like trying to find her. Um, and I think eventually he gets her and like stabs her and ties her up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's tied up. Uh, she comes to. And, um, this is probably the grossest part of the movie. He pulls off uh, a blanket that's like on the wall and her friend Dawn is there hanging upside down naked. And, um, I don't know. How would you describe what happens next? So this is where you're tagging me in. Yeah, this is where I'm going to tag you in. <laughs> the heavy lifting. So 
Yeah, so she's hanging upside down. She's in... She has underwear on. She's topless. With just... Yeah, sorry. God, that's so gross. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, and then you see... You don't see this happen, but like... You, based on Art's movements, you can tell he's now, like, taken off her underwear. She's hanging upside down with her legs spread out. So, like, each leg is tied to something, like a bar on the ceiling or something. And he takes a hacksaw. I think that's what that's called. I think so. It's like one of those saws that you move back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, starts slicing her in half, like, starting at her crotch. Yeah. And... It's just really gross. She's alive, and he, like, puts the saw to her crotch and just starts sawing. Ah, God. And we basically watch... They cut away a few times to show, like, Tara's horrified face, but we basically see almost every step of him sawing down from her crotch to her head. Yeah. Just sawing her in half, and he's just got this creepy, like, joyous face, look on his face the whole time, and just, like... You see him getting hung up on certain parts and having to push a little harder. Like, it's vile. It is really gross. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, I felt like that was, and that was a big part of the reason some of these distributors didn't pick it up. Like, they wanted them to edit that scene and they didn't want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was brutal. It was hard to watch. I was I was a little bit, like, upset that it was even in there. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, like, I'm, I'm all for, like, this is a horror movie. Like, you should be able to explore, like, the... The boundaries of like vileness and like extreme visuals yeah. but this was it, it was just rough yeah this is like torture porn in it and it's glory man this is bad yeah as it gets. it's just something that i just like i i've i understand that these movies have a place but like i don't want to watch it yeah yeah i i would even say like up until that part like this movie was a lot of fun uh and then like at that part it was like oh man this is the kind of movie it is now it kind of like changed. It was like it was like a big shift in like the the like the feel of the movie. Yeah, it definitely switched to torture porn. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's so hard to describe. Like even as we do these episodes and review movies, it's hard to describe. Like just like I would call it like the energy or like the tone mm-hmm. behind a movie. Like, yeah, this was menace. Like yeah, both of these women were screaming, and art was just like gleeful. Like yeah, yeah. It, it sounds, it may sound horrible of me to say, but there's a probably a way to do this scene and have it be funny. Like, oh my God, this is so over the top ridiculous that like, yeah. I'm laughing because it's so crazy. Right. Like spurting blood or something or yeah, something comical for sure. Yeah. But, but they, yeah. but, but it wasn't right. Like there was, no, this was like, I don't think so at all. At least yeah. that's not the way it struck me. It, it may, based on some of the user reviews I saw, I think a lot of people were hit differently with this movie. Like, some didn't think it was scary or gross at all. And I thought it what? was rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, show me a grosser movie than that. I mean, that's uh, that scene on its own, I feel like, is going to go down as one of the grossest scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. That was rough. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. yeah, well, thanks for explaining that. <laughs> yeah, tag me in next time somebody's vagina gets cut in half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Everyone's got a purpose. Um so, uh, so, so then she she breaks free uh, while this is happening uh, to her friend who's getting killed, and and then it becomes just kind of like a cat and mouse thing where she's fighting, uh, she's like hiding and like fighting him, 
and it comes to a point where like she almost like has like the clown down like she's like bashing him with a a block of wood and he's like down uh and then he gets up and just like shoots her (laughs) which i I thought that kind of surprised me that was like the last thing i expected to happen like was him to like just stand up and pull a gun out yeah, I actually kind of like loved that just because it it broke a little bit of a yeah. an unspoken slasher rule. Yeah, yeah, just like out of nowhere, he just pulls out a gun, and shoots her. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty unexpected. Um, so yeah, and then and then uh, over the course he he kills uh, Tara, which that was devastating, man. I really liked her a lot. But yeah, like you, and that's another slasher rule broken. Like two in one fell swoop, really. Like who you assumed would be the final girl. Yeah is not the final girl yeah exactly. and then this was also like a little bit of a brutal scene um he, like he shoots her in the head and kills her and then he just shoots her in the head like four more times yeah like, you see it like it's just there's just a lot of people's heads that he utterly <laughs> destroys in this movie and you yeah you, you see it all yeah they, they show it all in case you were, yeah in case you're and just like the the fact that that was a gun made it leave a little bit even more stomach turning just because it kind of got a little bit more real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the first shots is like just through her cheek and she's like still alive, but like there's like blood coming out of her cheek. You see like that blood hole in there. Then yeah, she gets lit up. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal, man. And then, uh, from, for, uh, Oh, uh, at the, so yeah, while, while this is going on, her sister showed up and is like texting them like, Hey, where are you guys? And he has, uh, her phone. So he's like saying, Oh, come into the building. So he's lured uh, Tara's sister in. Do you remember Tara's sister's name? Victoria. Oh, okay, Victoria. Yeah. So she's in the building. Um, meanwhile, uh, the, the the clown runs into uh, the crazy woman and like kidnaps her baby, which is a, a doll. And um, there's this like scene where like the where she's like trying to talk to Art the clown and like tell him. Um, that uh you know like give a mother's touch to him and like be loving and like holding him and you kind of think like oh is she humanizing him is he gonna you know take her on or not and that, that was kind of a tense scene because you don't know what he's gonna do um yeah it's really like okay he's just gonna destroy her now but then he the scene ends with him like snuggling up with her and sucking his thumb yeah that was yeah that was pretty disturbing that, that was a creepy scene yeah that's what I stopped. oh and before this like when the sister is investigating things like she had just heard on the drive there about this slasher and then her sister's gone and she just like walks into this warehouse. Oh like, yeah. Call 911. Yeah, seriously. She And it, she has to know that that pizza shop that they mentioned on the radio was near where her sister was. Yeah, like walking distance, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I you know, it surprised me cuz like yeah, if you think about it, in that neighborhood like people know there's like a, a killer on the loose and it's awfully quiet for like you think there'll be like helicopters, police cars everywhere. Um, I don't know. It, it was just surprisingly quiet. Yep. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so the, the sister's walking around and she comes in a room and she thinks she sees her sister, but it's Art the Clown and he's killed that crazy lady who's living in the basement and like put her skin on him. Is that what he did? Is that what, is that what it looked like? Yeah, this scene, I thought this was actually pretty genius, even though it was brutal. So like she... Her sister, Victoria, hears a scream and, like, goes and runs and sees what she thinks is this woman on the ground. And, like, she, you see, like, this body on the ground crawling towards her with long hair. And then she goes over to help the woman. And then she hears a voice and looks up. And the woman is across the hall with, like, and she's been scalped. And she's got, like, wounds across her torso. Oh, yeah. 
and then Art pops up and he's like just put her scalp on his head to appear as if he's the woman. Yeah. That was also brutal, but I was like, oh, bravo. Yeah. But but then he also like has her whole body on like when he's like uh, walking around. Yeah. Later as he's chasing Victoria, you can see that he's like, I think he like cut off like the top half of her torso's skin and has yeah. like is wearing her like breasts and yeah yeah it's yeah gross yeah gross just really messed up stuff yeah uh so she's like trying to survive she's like hiding um there's a distraction where like another uh exterminator shows up and is trying to get into the building and so uh the clown's distracted for a bit and goes and kills that guy uh by like cutting his head off i think uh, another yeah. pretty gross scene then, um, then the original exterminator who's like had headphones on this whole time. And, and, and at one point he got like hit in the head with a hammer by Art the clown. He's like come to, uh, he's like kind of woken up. Um, so I, th- I think she's like, uh, uh, the girl's getting chased again. Um, Tara's sister, Victoria's getting tr- chased again. Um, and she's like saved, uh, momentarily. Oh yeah. No, Art the clown has like this, uh, chain, uh, whip. Or like, kind of like this, like a long chain made out of like scissors and knives that he's like whipping her with. Uh, yeah, it's almost like as if barbed wire was a whip or something like that. Yeah, and he's just like cutting her up. And then... Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Then fortunately, like that exterminator from the, be- build, uh, from the beginning, like wakes up and comes and finds her and like knocks him out. And so they're trying to escape. He like calls the police and the police are surprisingly uh you know quiet even though like they should be like on alert because something crazy is going on and like they should be like a minute away but they're just like oh yeah just hang out there and keep an eye on her and we'll be there at some point uh but she's like bleeding so he's like i gotta get her out of here so he's like trying to get them out they're they're all this whole time they're kind of like locked in this building that's been like chained up by the by art the clown so he's trying to get them out but then art the clown shows up and kills him by bashing his head up and then he like uh, him, him and Victoria get into a fight again and she kind of escapes um, and she's like hiding behind like this garage door and Art the Clown like breaks in with like a truck and like basically like knocks her over and then he comes out and is like going to town on her face and then uh, the cops show up and he pulls a gun out but he shoots himself which was kind of a surprise. Um, anything that I missed that that's worth mentioning in there? Yeah, so... I think you alluded to it, but when the cops come up, he's, like, away from the body. Well, no, I guess he's near the body, but he's, like, just holding some of her face skin in his hands and eating it. Like, he's Oh, eating he's eating her, her face. face. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't even tell that. And yeah. then, then they notice, the cops notice she's still alive. Yeah, right. So they send his body to the morgue, um, and at the morgue, uh, this, this, this actually a funny scene there where like the, the, the guy who works there is like talking to the cop. They're talking about like his cholesterol and stuff. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what was that? That was just like an interesting conversation that had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. <laughs> kind of yeah, it was just like, oh, the, the like old weathered cops come in they've seen some shit and the corner seen some shit and they're just chatting like it's no big thing yeah yeah this is their life yeah just chatting. that was a very poorly acted scene though oh you thought so i appreciate the camaraderie that they put into those lines so yeah made it really but anyway uh he, he zips open the bag uh he sees art the clown is dead in there and then all the lights like flicker and the fo- like like the phone's ringing and like something crazy is happening and then it stops and he looks back and art's like alive and and kills the that, that guy. I, th- I think that's the last we see, right? Yep. Yeah. 
And then it jumps to the girl who survived, Victoria, and you see her coming out of the hospital and her face has been really disfigured. And you realize that- It says one year later on the screen. Yeah, yeah, it says one year later. And you realize that the the beginning of this movie was actually like the the end and the whole movie was kind of like a flashback to that year later. And she was like that survivor who was in the newsroom and gouging that woman's eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Victoria. And, like, the movie ends with her, like, wheelchair turning around and they do a reveal on her face and it's like, bum, bum. Skeleton face. Yeah. What? What's that? Oh, skeleton. Yeah, skeleton meets face. Yeah, skeleton meets, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought, like, why? Why did we need this yeah. beginning and end tacked onto this movie? Like, yeah. It's an, it doesn't even make sense that, like, yep. this completely logical woman is then turned into a psychopathic killer herself but like <laughs> and just found the need to hide in this woman's dressing room and gouge her eyes out and chuckle to herself after she did it yeah like, yeah that made no sense it's it was an unnecessary rapper uh i i agree but this talks about like a sequel here and i wonder like if if she's like the main character in the sequel then would you think it makes sense like that this was kind of like her backstory hmm I mean, yeah, I guess it does open things to a sequel. I find it strange that you would make a movie, this low-budget movie, with the intention of a sequel, like, and make something, put something that's strange in your screenplay simply yeah, in case the sequel happens. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, you know what I, it reminds me of, uh, Night of the Demons. Do you remember, like, there was, like, that old guy at the beginning who's, like, random, randomly, like, all upset, and then none of the movie has anything to do with him, but then at the end, he's, like, having breakfast and he dies? Yeah. That, that's what it kind of reminded yeah. me of. It is kind of like that. I think that it fit in with Night of the Demons, because the movie was kind of fun and campy, but yeah. <laughs> this one was so serious. Yeah. And maybe some people didn't, don't read it as serious, but... Uh-huh. It was so dark and gruesome that it was just like to throw in something silly like this didn't make sense. And I don't think it was meant to be silly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I don't think it was meant to. I don't think anything. Well, that's the crazy part about clowns is like they're by nature, they're meant to be silly. So this movie, like, you know, the the, the, the main character is like kind of he would he, like do like silly things like ride around on a tricycle or make faces and stuff. But um, but yeah, it was really disturbing and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is about as brutal as a movie can get, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I guess it's possible to have more violence and gore in it, but it just that combined with the menace and the tone and like the glee that art experienced when doing all these horrible things was pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely challenged the viewers here. And if it didn't, yeah. then then, yeah, I'm kind of worried about the viewer in that sense. <laughs> it was yeah. challenged. Uh, anything else you, you want to call it about the movie? Anything you liked or that stood out to you? Yeah, so like, I, I will say even though I just like didn't like the movie because I don't want to watch that type of movie, it was effective. Like, yeah, I, I, it was stomach turning. It was suspenseful, um, largely just because it was. I think it was directed well. It was shot well, and as horrible as some of those kills are, like it did add some suspense. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of things that were just kind of stupid in it, like that weird little wraparound story like we talked about, but uh, Art, David Howard Thornton, like, he nailed this performance. Oh like, my he god, He was yeah. creepy. Yeah. He was very creepy. Yeah, he was. 
Yeah, he's um, that was like the scariest clown I've I think I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, so like the script was okay, but um, I, I guess it just had a few kind of dumb aspects to it. But mm-hmm. I mean, they they did it well. I just yeah. it's not my thing, but it was done well. I thought the music was decent too. Yeah, I actually loved the music. It was very like eighties throwback, but like pretty cool. Yeah, like industrial synth type music. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought the practical effects, I think you said earlier, the special effects in general were done, like, really well. Yeah, they were. They were really good. Yep. Um, and, and the characters, too, like, you know, people are going to be uh, criticizing that, you know, not a lot of, you, you don't know who these people are. A lot of them, they just come in there to die. But I thought uh, even, like, through the interactions, that the minimal interactions that we saw of them, I thought they were, like, pretty fleshed out characters that, you know, versus, I mean, like, compared to, like, a lot of the 80s uh, slasher films that we're used to. Yeah, yeah, like, they didn't spend a lot of time fleshing them out, but, like, just because of the dialogue and, and the acting, it, yeah, they didn't feel like like useless people that you didn't care about. Yeah, people that you wouldn't want to follow on Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I liked the cast. Uh, I thought they were pretty good, and uh, for, pretty straightforward story, but, yeah, really pushed the, the gore factor. That, that was tough. And, and do you think it was necessary? No, no, I, I mean, I think I maybe could have liked this movie more if it wasn't so... Yeah. ...so rough in those scenes, but... um, I agree. But I think a certain crowd probably loves this movie and, and likes that about it. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's people out there eating this up. Yeah, like a face. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of faces, how many uh, half-eaten faces would you give this uh, film out of five? Uh, I would just give it two. Wow, that's pretty low. Faces. Pardon? That, that's pretty low, just because of the gore? Yeah, I mean, just because, like, in my mind, three is a movie that I liked. I didn't like this movie. Like, yeah, wow. But I, it almost was like it, I wasn't supposed to like this movie. Like, mm-hmm. it was stomach-turning. So right. I thought so many aspects of it were great, but for me... I didn't like it. So my yeah. two here is more just a very personal preference. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised because uh, we've watched a lot of movies, um, obviously, through this club. And this, I, I want to say, is like one of the scary ones I've seen. Like, I, I think the last scary one I saw before this that truly scared me was probably Hereditary earlier this summer. And this, I think, has been the scariest one since. And yeah, the gore was all over the top and unnecessary but effective and just brought like a more um, like nonsense and like just like menacing uh, clown and blood and killer and all, all, all like the stuff that you don't want to see was just like so in your face here that I, I, I couldn't help but appreciate it as much as like I hated it and it was like hard to watch. So I'd, I'd give this a, a four half-eaten faces. Um, Whoa, I, four. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't even like slasher films, but... There's just something about this movie where it kicks off where it, it is kind of fun in the beginning and then it just gets really gross and, uh, d- you know, depressing. But the whole time you're just scared. And, and that's that's what we're in this club for, right? Yeah, you know, I think that I've noticed that in the past. Like, you definitely want to be scared. Like, when we go into these <laughs> movies, you want to be scared. And I think that's yeah. why sometimes you aren't excited when I pick the old movies because they're 
some of the really old ones aren't going to be scary. Yeah. Whereas, sure. like, I like to be scared, but I'm always like, I'm also looking for a lot of other stuff in the movie. Not that you aren't, but like, <laughs> I think you're big on the yeah. scares. Well, it is called a horror movie club. I don't know if you noticed the, the club name. I, are you confusing us with the art movie club that, uh, that, that you had started a while ago? Yeah, but like a great horror movie doesn't need to be terrifying in my mind. Well, what, 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 how, how is it horror if it's not terrifying? It just deals with horror themes. Oh, horrific themes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Like even like what we do in the shadows is considered a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess horror is a, is a broad term. It speaks to the dark, dark nature of things, I guess. But does, yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be scary. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I do prefer the the scary ones, and uh, this one for me, I thought was pretty scary. I feel yeah. like if I could take all my personal preferences out of it, I probably would give it a four too. But I think I I need to stick with my two. Yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, no, man, you get you got to represent. That makes sense. But like, I I respect this movie for sure, and I'm. I almost hope that it becomes a, a new franchise just because I think it, it probably deserves to be. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. Uh, I, I think, uh, I, I read somewhere that the director wants to, like, get into the backstory of Art the Clown a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you got that girl, and who knows if she'll come back or not, but, um, yeah, this this is a lot of opportunity with this one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe next time he'll go for, like, PG or PG-13. <laughs> Comment down a bit. Uh, cool. Anything else before we dial off here? That's all I got. Awesome. This has been fun. Um, well, everyone, thanks for listening to uh, our review. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about uh, the Terrifier. Um, you know, we encourage you to check it out if you're into that kind of uh, grossness and you have a strong stomach. Uh, if you want to join our discussion, we encourage you to follow the Horror Movie Club podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. We're at Horror Movie Pod on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. And be sure to check Facebook or Twitter for next week's movie in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is done by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on Etsy next, uh, Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're out uh, getting a slice of pizza late at night, uh, keep an eye on any kind of bloody clowns that walk into the pizza parlor. Um, and maybe if they start to do something suspicious, just call an Uber or, or the, the cops instead of hanging out in that broken car. Good idea. Watch out for that shit smeared on the wall, too. Oh, yeah. That's always a dead giveaway. Thanks. <laughs>